Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Florida State of Recruiting podcast. We are the three stars presented by Tomahawk Nation. My name is Tim Allenball and I am joined by my Tomahawk Nation brethren, David Stout, Dr. David Stout, and Josh Bick, and we are excited to talk to you about all things Florida State recruiting. We've been pulling an all-nighter here, not really, but we've been recording back-to-back-to-back podcasts to try to catch up as uh, we had some circumstances that prevented us getting together. So this is our last one, and uh, all, all these past podcasts have all been leading to the culmination of this one, which is to talk about Florida State's recruiting weekend from last week but mostly to look at, look at what's happening this weekend in Tallahassee. And to help us do that, I have my friends Josh Pick and David Stout. Guys, Josh, how are you, buddy? Good, man. I'm excited to talk about some of these 24 and 25 kids. Like, 23 was really good, but I just think the, the future for us recruiting is very bright. Yeah, David, uh, glad to have you with us, buddy. Excited about talking about the future Knowles. Oh, so excited, man. I, you know, 24, we've really kind of circled things that if, if the 23 season went well, 24 could be the takeoff and boy, did the 23 season go well. So, uh, very, very excited to put a bow on 2023 for the most part and, uh, look ahead to this next cycle. Yeah. Let's, let's jump right into it. Josh, this upcoming weekend, it's going to be probably Florida state's biggest so far the year, but before we get there, Let's talk about last week because Florida State did have some interesting names, uh, one in particular on campus. Uh, what can you tell us about last weekend? Well, I mean, yeah, the one that stands out for me is five-star cornerback Charles Lester from Sarasota. Like, anytime you get someone that talented on campus and get them on campus multiple times, Florida State recently made his top five along with Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Ohio State. I think Florida State's in a very good position for Lester. And 
maybe this is the first real shutdown corner that Florida State lands from the high school ranks, David. I am so excited about Lester, and, and he's a guy who has consistently mentioned Florida State, right? Even before a great season in 2023, Florida State was coming out of his mouth pretty consistently, and now FSU has proof of concept. So, you know, we know that they – Prior to this season, they sold a lot of kids on the climb and things are going to be improving and all that. Now they've got proof of concept with 2023. And so this is the first recruiting cycle, full recruiting cycle that they will have had proof of concept with. And so, you know, we certainly expect them. They, these guys have shown that they can recruit the wheels off of a, of a bandwagon here. And so we're excited to see what they do. And Charles Lester is a statement recruit. I mean, you think about the other the four other teams that Josh listed in there, three of those are national heavyweights right now. And if, if you want to get to that level, you've got to land guys like Charles Lester. And with FSU's newest uh, staff edition, I really like Florida State's chances in this. You know, certainly, you know, they may not land him in the end, but I'll guarantee you they're going to be in it till the bitter end. Yeah, Josh, a couple other names I want to talk about last week. You've got the kids there from the local Florida State University School, uh, the safety duo of Danzy and Hampton. Uh, both of those kids are guys I think that are going to end up being Florida State takes if they want them. Definitely Danzy, Hampton, uh, still I think they're, they're looking at. Uh, and then also Daniels out of Pensacola, the lineman. Uh, just if you want to touch on those names for a minute, Josh, and just any other ones you wanted to bring up. Yeah, Jonathan Daniels is one that really excites me. And, and, Happy birthday. Shout out to my man, JD. Uh, big birthday today. Uh, hey, happy birthday. Yeah. So uh, Florida State's really done a great job. Surprise, surprise, Alex Atkins. Uh, he says that he talks to Florida State more than anyone else. And, and, and Atkins went to visit him last week and then he came returned the favor on the weekend. So great for Florida State there. And as he mentioned, Danzy and Hampton, a couple of kids from Tallahassee and kind of becoming more and more national recruits as, as the, 2024 class continues to get underway and, and yeah, it'd be nice for Florida state to, to keep them home if, if they want them at the end of the day. Um, another kid that I think Florida state likes quite a bit and likes Florida state quite a bit is he's a three-star right now, but to me, he's absolutely a blue chip player and that's defensive tackle Xavier Porter from Tampa Catholic. And, and he was on campus last weekend. And then just in this past week, Auburn, Oklahoma and Penn state all offered him. So David, I know that that's a kid that you like quite a bit as well. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I don't understand these some of these three-star rankings. I know it's early, but yeah, good gracious. I mean, you, you think these guys have been doing it long enough to where they'd spot a blue chip. But, uh, yeah, very, very excited about him. He's, again, you know, we, we talked just in this last pod about how well FSU did in the transfer portal and the interior defensive line, but that you still have got to build depth at that position. And, uh, you know, F FSU may not – they're only going to have Fisk for one season, and they may not have Daryl Jackson for long either, depending on how well he plays. And then you've got Fabian Lovett, who's going to go as well. And so, you know, this next cycle, I think it's going to be really important for FSU to land difference makers, both, both from the prep level and from the, the transfer portal. And Curtis, he's, he's one – uh, excuse me, Xavier, he's one of those. I mean, he's, he's a difference maker. There's no doubt about that. And then to go back really briefly in terms of the two local boys, um, that's going to be another litmus test for, for Mike Norvell and his staff because we've seen some local talent in the last few classes leave town. 
And we know, I mean, we, we all know as Florida State fans, a lot of kids who grew up in Tallahassee want to leave Tallahassee. It's, it's just part of it, and this Tallahassee's not unique in that. But the mark of great recruiters is you keep, keep kids home when, when they have other options and have a lot of other options. And so, you know, Danzy and Hampton, if, if these are guys that Florida State really wants, they're going to have to fend off some some really good suitors and probably a lot of money coming their way, too. And so that's going to be a key aspect of this is, you know, yeah, you're a great recruiter, but can you keep your hometown talent at home? Yeah. And another defensive tackle that was on campus was four star DeAndre Robinson from Orlando. So that was really nice to see. He he was just kind of was like, yeah, the staff's no BS like they, you know, they're going to work your butt off and they're not going to necessarily tell you what you want to hear, but they're going to tell you what you need to hear. And 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 just that same thing of like, a the staff's gonna hold you accountable, and b the family environment in Tallahassee. Like we hear that every single every single weekend, we have visitors on campus. Um, and then um, another twenty four kid is Jordan Lyle, running back from STA, who is on campus. I know Florida State likes him, and Oklahoma just recently offered him. And then three class of twenty twenty five kids that were on campus. I know one that you definitely want to talk about, David, is four-star yeah. athlete Kobe Howard from Jabril Rawls School down in Pensacola. What a stud. He he is just – he's a stud. And he's everybody in the nation is going to be after him. He's going to have significant NIL offerings. And, and you know, lucky for us, Florida State has – I mean, he's – what is he? He's going into his sophomore year or his junior year? But Florida State's already been on him for a couple of years. They've they've been on him very early on, and he's somebody who comes in right away and makes an impact. You know, obviously, assuming he's healthy, even if he's maxed out right now, he still makes an impact. Uh, so that's a great name to see. Anytime he comes on campus, that is a great name to see on campus. Now, the next thing to mention is quarterback Tramel Jones Jr. from Timmy Sunshine's High School. Yeah, he plays Jack there with uh, Mandarin. Yeah, he plays there with wide receiver Jamie French, all everything. So if Florida State can get that duo, watch out. Two huge names to watch. Absolutely love French. He's already jockeying for my favorite in all of 2025. Absolutely love his game. And uh, Jones is a very exciting, very competent quarterback, too. I've, I've gotten to make it out to some Mandarin games. Yeah, and then go, su- go support the Mustangs. And then we'll the final name I want to mention – the kid that came in on Sunday was four-star linebacker Keelan Moses, who's the younger brother of Dylan Moses, who played at Alabama. And this is a kid from Baton Rouge. So, I, you know, to me, LSU's the early leader there in the team to beat, but nice to get him on campus nonetheless. So, so definitely some, some big names that first, first weekend, but I think it's going to be an even bigger weekend this weekend. And it all starts with the Florida State commitments that are going to be on campus. Uh, David, you're going to have Cameron Davis, Camden Fryer, Luke Kremenhoek, and C.J. Hurd are all supposed to be on campus. Uh, these are all the studs of the class outside of, of Jordan Pride. Uh, so excited to see that Florida State is getting their guys on campus because, because that continues to emphasize and reinforce what Josh brought up, which is that family atmosphere uh, that the Florida State staff continues to preach. Oh, it's, it's massive, Tim. And, and I keep, I'm holding out hope that they can somehow get Jordan pride there this weekend too, uh, just to get him reconnected with the boys. And I mean, you're talking about, like you said, you've got the absolute upper crust of this whole class coming in together. And these are guys who, 
I mean, they hold offers from everybody. You know, Friars getting recruited by Alabama, which to a wide receiver is, I mean, gold right up there with Ohio State and Georgia. And, you know, Cam Davis can name whatever – God, he probably – the freaking uh, Houston Texans would probably offer him a scholarship if they could right now. I mean, you've got some incredibly talented guys coming in. And not only that, but they're vocal. They're vocal about their love for Florida State. Um, Luke Kay is always fantastic on social media. Cam Davis and his beautiful mother are always sharing love about Florida State. And, of course, C.J. Hurd made <laughs> – man, I love this dude's attitude. He's, he's just the best. He's absolutely hilarious and just a stone-cold killer when it comes to sass. But uh, it's so huge bringing these guys in. And the coolest thing about it is we're still so fresh into January where they're going to get to interact with all of the early enrollees who came in. And so they're going to get to meet all these transfer portal guys. They're going to get to meet the early enrollees from prep. And it's huge because, you know, as we've all been saying for so long, Florida State, this staff's trademark calling card is the family atmosphere. Every single recruit mentions it. And to have a family atmosphere, everybody's got to be a, a contributing part of the family, right? And so making sure that you continue to recruit your commitments has never been more important in college football recruiting than it is right now. And making sure that these guys consistently come back to campus. They know that it's home. They get that same home feeling. They get those same faces they could see every time they come. It's absolutely crucial. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Josh, in addition to the commitments, there are some impressive names that are going to be here this weekend. So I wanted to see if you could just take a few minutes, highlight some of the big names that you want to talk about for this weekend. Well, the first kid is kind of coming on his own. He's coming on Friday is four-star Chesapeake corner, Asad Brown, who's actually KJ Sampson's cousin. So that's kind of an interesting name. Ooh. And unfortunately KJ won't be on campus yet, but, but that's an interesting name to kind of keep an eye on as uh, we get further along there. And um, we talked about last weekend, three-star Xavier Porter, who should be a four-star. And the next kid I know that David wants to talk about is somehow – three-star defensive lineman L.J. McCray from mainland and uh, Daytona Beach. Again, how in the hell does someone look at L.J. McCray and say he's a three-star? Anyway, so L.J. McCray, <clears throat> and so we were asked a, a question in our most recent recruiting thread about um, 
like our, our top 10 names for 2024. And we're, we're crunching our numbers. We're having heated, intense arguments. And I know it's not really not that serious, but that's going to probably be the topic for our next podcast. And it's going to be really fun. We can't wait to introduce y'all to some of these names. And LJ McRae is a stone cold lock to be in my top 10. Right now, he's a stone-cold lock to be in my top three. I love, love, love this kid's game and his potential. And it's crazy to think that a three-star, you know, you ask yourself, David, you know, no through and through, why would a three-star be in your top three guys you want for this class? Do yourselves a favor and look at this guy's film. Look at his measurables. Look at his film. People his size aren't supposed to have the kind of athleticism that he does. And what's so exciting about him is he's, yes, he's a defensive lineman. That's where he projects best. But he also plays tight end for his high school. He also plays basketball. And he comes from bloodlines where his father has been a collegiate head coach, or excuse me, a collegiate assistant coach, I believe for over a decade. Is it at Bethune-Cookman, I think is where he is. Um, he's at, a, at one of those schools. And so, again, bloodlines, the, the ceiling on him, he just looks phenomenal and he has already showed out at a previous FSU football camp looked looked older than he is. And so this is a kid that I'm very, very excited about. I'm really hoping that FSU can lock him up early. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. It, it may not, that may be too much wishful thinking on my part, but LJ McCray, keep that name in your minds and just watch him go out and absolutely dominate this season in his senior year. You'll be happy to know that Notre Dame offered him today. So, oh, whatever. <laughs> they obviously Lame. see they obviously see him as a three star too. Notre Lame. <laughs> uh, the next kid to mention is four star defensive end Dylan Stevenson from down in Miami at Columbus High School. And nice to get those Miami kids on campus all the time. Um, four star athlete BJ Gibson from Rochelle, Georgia, uh, also a, a baseball player and. I'm not sure if he's still committed to ten- Tennessee. At one time, he was committed to Tennessee, Tennessee's baseball program. So that's kind of something to keep an eye on. But Mike Norvell did make a trip up to his high school to see him earlier this week in the in the helicopter, the Norvell copter. Um, four-star Nashville linebacker Edwin Spillman, who's also supposed to be coming with, I believe, offensive lineman Chauncey Gooden. So if Florida State can get both of those kids in from Nashville, that'd be pretty big there, Tim. I think you were reporting that, that Gooden was supposed to come with Spillman, right? Yeah, that's what uh, I think 24-7 actually had that first, so credit to okay. them. But, uh, yeah, I, I think he's supposed to come down. They're teammates. Uh, Gooden's a pretty big offensive lineman for the uh, the 25 class. Yeah, I talked to Spillman. He said he was coming, but he didn't mention Gooden. So, yeah, credit to 247 there, I guess. Um, and then a couple other 2024 or three more. Three-star athlete Ricky Knight from the Benjamin School in Palm Beach. Um Florida State was actually the first team to offer him. I believe it was on Sunday. You know, the kid showed out at the National Combine. Florida State was the first first team to offer him. And then Florida State offered, and then Miami offered, and then Penn State offered. So they definitely trust that free scout in you. And then um, three-star athlete Chalil Cummings from Stark, Florida. Uh, another kid that Mike Norvell went to see in the past week in the Norvell copter. And then four-star wide receiver Tawaski. Abrams from Fort Myers, Florida State made his top eight earlier this week, along with teams like AM, LSU, Penn State, and, and Tennessee. And then one 2025 name that I talked to said he's coming is uh, 
top 10 national prospect and edge defender Zion Grady from Troy, Alabama. So that's exciting to get another stud from class of 25 on campus. You know, Josh, last, last cycle, you saw Florida State get some of these bigger names. Uh, not very often, but you saw them get some of these bigger names on campus. And it already seems like here in, early in the cycle, they're starting to get some of these guys. Now, whether or not to land them, that's a whole other thing. But they're getting their name out there. You're seeing them more in top lists. You're seeing them get these guys on campus more. I, I think this is a testament to the on-field product and the message that Norvell has stayed consistent to. Yeah, and, and people are interested in Florida State because I feel like that familial feel at Florida State and Tallahassee, like that's the first thing. But then as we've mentioned, like once you show it on the field, you get that proof of concept, then all of a sudden kids are like, oh, it's not just a cool place to be. Like it's a cool place to be where we can win titles. We can win ACC titles. We can go to the college football playoff and eventually, Lord willing, compete for national championships again. And I think the staff's done a very good job there. And, and I do think it'll start to pay off in 24 and then 2025. And it's just going to keep getting better. I think the snowball is going to start rolling downhill. Josh, let me ask you this before we call it, call it a night, give David a break. I think he's, he's going to pass out on us soon, but uh, from, we haven't talked about a wide receiver in 10 minutes. I don't know if I can. <laughs> from last weekend and this weekend, if, if you had to put any kid on commit watch, I know that's, that's really putting it out there, but, are there any particular names you really like that Florida State may be able to pick up? Um, I don't think early necessarily, at least like high priority targets. I think Jonathan Daniels maybe is a kid that kind of keep an eye on. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how many of these kids have committable offers at the moment, but I think Jonathan Daniels and then I think Xavier Porter really likes Florida State a lot. He obviously is going to continue to get big offers, but. I think those are, those are kind of some kids that I wouldn't be surprised to see in Garden and Gold sooner rather than later. Yeah, and if, I, if I'm not mistaken, and we're probably getting out ahead, I think Florida State even has another big weekend following up either, either this next week or the next. Uh, so Florida State continues to try to churn, get people there on campus, and, and make an early impression on the 2025 class and build on what they've already established in the 2024 class. Uh, and, and I think the message that we consistently hear, Dave, and I'll ask you this to kind of close us out a little bit here, uh, and then I'll come back to you, Josh. Um, I think the players that have committed and are enrolled are reinforcing the message. And so it's one thing to hear from the coaches, like, this is a family atmosphere. We're going to take care of you. We look out for each other. But it's, it's another thing to see the players bought in uh, and preaching the same message, which I think we're finally getting, David. You are absolutely right because peers are who peers trust, right? Like, you know, dudes with, with white hair and big bellies and stuff, they can tell you whatever they want. Like the, these kids here and the important thing for, for our listeners and, and people who follow recruiting in general to remember is, you know, we, we know how much effort that Mike Norvell and his staff put into recruiting, right? Like they're on these kids. So many of these kids say, yeah, we, we touch base. We talk every day. I mean, that's remarkable in and of itself. Then you got to multiply that by like 40 for some of these kids, because they have 40 different schools want to talk with them all the time. And so after a while, when you get recruited by, by college football programs, 
it all starts to sound the same, right? They're all promising the same things. They're all trying to lure you with the same thing. Sometimes they badmouth each other. It's, it's almost like an extension of high school in a way. And so what you do to cut through all of that crap is you can ask players who actually live what these guys say. And as Josh mentioned, you know, I had no idea that Assad was, was cousins with Keith Sampson. I mean, some of the family connections we don't even know about right now. And so who are you going to trust? You're going to trust your peers. You're going to trust your former teammates. In the case of Hakeem Williams and, and Omar Graham, you're going to trust your family members and, and you're going to trust guys that are already living what these guys are saying. And so when you go into the dorm room of your host player, that's when the real talk starts, right? Like behind those closed doors, that's where they tell you, you know, yeah, this, this coach is exactly who he says he is. Or, yeah, you know, they're giving you the sell, but let me tell you what it's really like here. And from what we've seen, and we've made this point in previous posts and, and podcasts and articles, is Mike Norvell, the culture that he's built with the climb has been pervasive all the way through his staff, his assistant coaches, his support staff, the athletic department. But not just in the scholarship players, but the walk-on players. You're seeing walk-on players hosting some of these visitors. And I, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I can't remember when I, – I can't think of other programs that I know of that have walk-ons host bigger-name scholarship players you know, to be. And I can't remember when FSU used to do that. I, I'm, I don't think they did it under Jimbo. Uh, and, and who knows what the hell they were doing under Willie Taggart, but some of these offensive linemen, you know, recruits are being hosted by walk-on offensive linemen and to trust a walk-on with that responsibility is enormous. And you only trust guys like that if they're bought into your culture. And so kudos to the current FSU players. If, you know, I don't, I don't know if any of them listening right now, but, but you guys are crucial in this. You're an absolute crucial part of the climb and making sure that you sell guys in the right way, which is being honest with them is absolutely crucial to what Florida state wants to do. And so huge kudos, not just to the coaching staff, but to the current Seminoles who, you know, leave it all out on the field, but also leave it all out there when they're helping host and helping recruit guys. So uh, big props to them on that. I'm glad you brought that up, Tim, because that's a very important part of recruiting that honestly gets overlooked far too often. Yeah. And a couple of those walk-ons I know for sure that are kind of reached out and been big are running back CJ Campbell and tight end DJ Daniels. Like those are kids that I kind of see mentioned all the time and are very active and it's just really cool to see. And and like, that's one thing, but then like you see also these kids that have NFL futures, like a Jared verse coming back to Florida state. Like, what does that, what does that say to recruits? Like these kids yep. have a chance to go make millions and they're coming back to Florida state like that. That also sells the program. Yep. Well, uh, the future looks bright guys. Uh, for once we can actually say, <laughs> Hey, things look like they're turning around here in <laughs> Tallahassee. So uh, Josh, any closing thoughts before we kind of wrap up our uh, three for three podcast? No, sir. Just great to be back with you boys. Yeah. David, glad to have you back. Glad you were doing so much better. Uh, hey, wherever you listen to the podcast, check us out. Give us, uh, give us a, a subscribe. Leave us five stars. Uh, share us with your friends and others. Thank you for those that are being faithful listeners. Uh, Perry's reported to us that we're really having some good numbers. So we're very thankful for that. Uh, 
Check us out at Tomahawk Nation. Any questions you have in regards to recruiting, we will be in the recruiting thread to help you out. And excited to see what happens after Florida State's big recruiting weekend. Uh, but before we go, Josh. Well, I, I did I did ask before we went on, I wanted to give David a chance to kind of give his thoughts on the Patrick Sertan hire. I know that that was kind of when he was struggling with his health and a lot of people were like, what, what does no through and through think? We, we can't go on without his thoughts. So I wanted to kind of give him the floor just for a couple minutes to kind of talk about that hire. Well, thank you, Josh. I, you, you probably didn't, I couldn't make sense of my thoughts at the time, but um, so yeah, I, I uh, um, had a, a long and unhappy adventure in three different emergency rooms and all this stuff and, and coming back to it, of course, when I was coherent enough, I, I flipped my phone on and looked right at Tomahawk nation and saw that we had a new defensive backs coach. <clears throat> you know, we had done a, an article um, kind of a hot board of names to know and stuff. And, and boy, Patrick Sertan was not on that hot board. And I'll tell you, you know, one of the things I like to think sets us apart a little bit at Tomahawk nation from, from other places, not necessarily FSU sites, but just other, other sites is, you know, when a hire comes out of left field or a recruit comes out of left field and, and it really hadn't been mentioned on the website or anything, you know, some people will color history a little bit and they'll say, Oh yeah, we knew about this. We just didn't want to say it in hopes of, scaring them away or, you know, some crap like that. Well, I had no idea that Patrick Sertan was, was an option. And the reason I didn't even think of him as an option is, you know, you, you knew Patrick Sertan from his time coaching American, American heritage uh, down in South Florida, an absolute powerhouse while he was the coach um, coached some, some really incredible kids that have gone on to be, you know, impact NFL players, of course, his son, Patrick Sertan, the second that FSU was involved with, uh, Tyreek Stevenson, who made up just uh, an incredible duo at cornerback. You know, the list kind of goes on and on. And, and one name, of course, I'd be remiss to mention is our, our very own Brian Burns, Spider-Man up in Carolina Panthers, uh, was coached by Patrick Sertan. And, you know, he, he uh, I can't remember his title with the Dolphins, but he was such a presence in South Florida, but as soon as he caught on with the Dolphins, I thought, well, for sure, he's going to be an NFL position coach because he was, you know, incredible playing the position and guys will respect him. And I thought for sure his trajectory was the NFL. And so I didn't really, you know, you, you know, his name, you know, if you follow South Florida high school football, everybody knows his name. He's, he's enormous presence down there, but I guess I just never thought of him doing college football. Um, but y'all, I, I am so excited about this hire because we knew the two things that Florida state was looking at were recruiting prowess. And we knew that they really wanted a, you know, a bigger presence in South Florida, but they also really wanted a technician and a teacher and a talent developer. Well, I mean, we know that Patrick Sertan is going to be an ace recruiter. I, I, I feel very confident in that. I mean, everybody knows who he is in South Florida. And it's huge because, you know, in the past few cycles, we, we talked about it in a previous podcast, Florida State has really gotten their lunch eaten in terms of top-ranked defensive backs. And many top-ranked defensive backs come from South Florida area. And, and so that immediately changes FSU. So now, now, Florida State's not going to go into South Florida and cherry-pick all the defensive backs they want. 
But this is about as impactful as a hire for South Florida recruiting that I would have ever guessed. Um, now, the unknown about this is how he's going to be in terms of all the other things that coaches do, right? Like the position room meetings, all that kind of stuff. But I, I believe he played in the, the league for 11 seasons and he was incredible. And so he's the kind of guy that no one's going to ever question, well, is he just talk? Because Patrick Sertan went out there for, I think, 11 years in the NFL and he proved it every day. So this man knows what it takes to succeed at the next level. And so I'm really excited to see how he is as a teacher. You know, he, he obviously was very successful at American Heritage, but coaching high school, especially in a loaded place like South Florida, is very, very different from the, from the FBS and, and the top level of FBS. And so I'm very, very excited about this hire. I'm not going to lie and, and be like, oh, we knew about Patrick Sertan. We just didn't want to tell anybody. Like, I had no idea he was on the radar. And I am so excited that he is not only now been officially confirmed as Florida State's new, new coach, but um, I saw to where I think he might even be expected to be on campus this weekend, starting with these visitors. And so he's going to be very, very exciting to watch. And I can't wait. I don't know if he's going to be up in the box or in the sideline, but I hope he's on the sideline so that everybody will be able to see how he coaches his guys up on the sideline during games. I think he's going to be a fantastic addition. So huge props to Mike Norvell for going outside of his comfort zone, outside of his coaching tree um, and taking a big gamble. But I'll tell you, I don't think it's going to be that much of a gamble because I think he's going to hit this one out of the park. So welcome to the Knoll family, Patrick Sertan. Couldn't have said it better, Dave. Thanks so much. And we're so glad you're back to uh, get the colorful opinions that you always have. So excited <laughs> it's for good that. Back with you boys. And, and I got to say, I, everybody who, who made the very sweet and kind comments on, on Tomahawk nation, and I've gotten some emails and, you know, the guys on Tomahawk Nation and our Slack that all of the kind words and the thoughts and prayers, um, they mean everything. And so I think if, if nothing else, it's a testament to the kind of community we've built in the Tomahawk Nation recruiting threads. Very, very, very proud to be part of that community. Never been more humbled and thankful to be part of that community. And as Josh said, I'll reiterate it too. If, if you've been a long time lurker, a first time reader or whatever, and you haven't pulled the trigger yet on commenting or being part of the community we welcome you with open arms and, and we'd love to see you be part of what we believe is the best uh you know recruiting community among all the florida state sites so we'd love to have you participate if you haven't um and and thank you again from the bottom of my heart and my wife and, and uh our dog sadie as well <laughs> we really appreciate y'all all right josh Last chance. Anything else? I'm done interrupting you. No, that was, that was, that was, you can't beat the end of the podcast better than that. Perfect. <laughs> well, for Josh Pick, for David Stout, please check us out at Tomahawk Nation. We will be glad to catch up with you. And thanks for taking the three day ride with us on our back to back to back podcast. Until next time, guys, let's keep climbing. <laughs>